This episode of That Time We Started an Anime Podcast is brought to you by Cuppables. You think it, we'll cup it. Let's make it a cuppable. This is Danny. And this is that time we started in Anime Podcast. Man, I feel like we're missing somebody right now. No, no, I'm pretty sure we got everybody here. No, no, aren't where where's Josh at? What where isn't he normally here? Don't you remember we sent him out on mission to go to Ohio where for uh for a black bull mission man oh you're right you're you know what actually i just got a, a message from him oh he sabotaged his truck on the way out so he didn't have to do it that's right you know he could have at uh, least hopped in on the recording in that case you know <laughs> oh so true but in any case with or without josh this is that time we start an anime podcast as always me and Adam are here. We're going to be covering the uh, Black Clover. We're doing episodes 1 yes. through 10. Um, yep. It's going to be a general conversation of these first 10 episodes because there is a lot to cover. But I know yes. personally, I have a tattoo of the Five Leaf Clover. And this is by far probably my top, in my top three animes, uh, personally. Adam, what is uh, your thoughts on Black Clover? I genuinely like the series. I'm not completely finished with it. Uh, I think from, like, we're just covering, again, episodes 1 through 10. I think I'm at, I think I have, like, maybe 30 to 40 episodes left to finish the whole entire series. So, yeah. That's not too bad. The ending's going to leave you on a no, big yeah. cliffhanger, just a warning. You've told me this. It it's kind of bad. Like I'm, I was upset with the way they ended it, but I am definitely hopeful that they're going to continue it after the movie. Um. So anyway, you want to take us off into the first few episodes? Give us just a general idea of what we're talking about here. Yes. So the first few episodes, you have your introductory episode, which starts off pretty solid it's like it starts off like gives a little bit of the lore of like what happens like you have like this demon that was rampaging the world and this uh this one guy this one mage takes him out uh and then he's hailed as the first wizard king and then like and there's been multiple wizard kings after that and then uh you'll have our two main characters as babies uh, being orphaned at this one podunk town called Hodge, uh, Asta and Yuno. Um, like right off the bat, like when they're babies, like the father takes them into the church. They're both kind of sleeping. Like you have, like, uh, you know, it's like all calm and like, when he's sleeping, not really making a fuss, but Asta is like, as a baby, is really energetic uh, and actually kicks the father in his nose, causing nosebleed. Then you get like, fast forward 15 later, years later, and now they're like, they're 15 year olds and they're still in this, still at Hodge Village. And Asta has this, I would have to say, is still one of the most determined characters of anime I have ever seen. Uh, sometimes it, again, I know this will be a hot take, 
some of his like energetic and his his never giving up can do attitude can get a little annoying at some point, but it, like later in the series, he gets a lot better. He starts to calm down just a smidge. Um, they uh, what kind of magic do they um, use? Asta has no magic um, at all. You know, usually specializes with wind magic. Uh, Sister Lily, which is the one that uh, Asta has like this crush for, even though it's an unacquainted love, he's never going to get it back. He's, she's never going to love him back the way he loves her. Uh, she uses water magic. Every, everybody in the series has a special type of magic that they use that is special to them only. Like, and it's quite interesting. Like, and their magic does evolve throughout the whole entire series. Um, if I'm not mis- like, and like, like, even though you uh, Asa has no magical talent whatsoever, he still wants to become the Wizard King. Uh, just and he. And you know, and Asa consider each other rivals because they both want to be the next Wizard King, or at least the Wizard King. Um, Asa, of course, without any magic, is pretty much like, the way he trains is like he goes out to where the skeletal remains of the demon is and is doing a whole bunch of like physical training and. And of course, like he's drinking this juice that, like this, uh, I forget what type of leaf it is, but he keeps on drinking this juice. Hopefully, it will uh, boost his magical ability. And, like, and then eventually they go, I think by the time the episode ends, uh, they go to, like, the local. Uh, I don't tower. know how far. Yeah, the Grimoire Tower, and everybody gets a Grimoire, except for him, and, you know, or Asa is, like, the laughing stock, they not, like, and everybody's laughing at him, and everything like that, and by the end of the episode, like, and, you know, gets the four-leaf clover Grimoire, gets chosen, and apparently, it's, like, it's very rare for that to happen. Well, real quick, going into that four-leaf grimoire, because it's not even that it's just rare. The grimoire itself is, there's a legend behind it, isn't there? It's the whole idea that if you have a mage with a four-leaf grimoire, each leaf of the clover, which the kingdom's called the Clover Kingdom, so their grimoires have a clover on them, like 99% of those grimoires are going to be, well, I'll say 98%, are three-leafs. So one of them is a representative of uh, trust, one is love, and one is uh, uh, faith. Now, in a right. four-leaf clover, you also have the trait of luck. So that's what's important about the four-leaf grimoire, is that it carries luck yes. with it. And typically, a four-leaf grimoire is for very special mages in the kingdom. Those mages are expected to have a much higher potential. So it's like with, you know, getting that, it's like he already has like a big expectation put on his shoulder very early into the season. But doesn't something happen towards the end of that episode? Yes, there is a character that specializes in chain magic um, that that binds him and tries to steal, steal, essentially steals his grimoire from him. And Asta comes in and like, and tries to fight him with like, with his ad, like tries to fight him. But again, he stopped that because he has no magical ability. The guy even goes, my chains can measure how much magical ability you have. And you've got none. What potential do you have against me? And starts really beating him up, and the brilliant thing, you know, goes like, "That's not just anybody. That guy's going to be my rival." And then 
also grabs the guy by his leg and like and goes to, to you know like I'm sorry for you seeing me in my moment of weakness and throw I think he like throws the guy off him or something like that and like in the brief moment you see a flash of like you see what potentially we know is like you start to see a little inkling of black Asta um, in that moment and then like his grimoire appears and it's one that has a five leaf clover on it. And we established and the four, so what's in the fifth leaf? If I'm not mistaken, the fifth one holds a devil. Yes. If I'm not mistaken is what they said. It holds a devil. And you even see like the demon or the devil bot foreshadowing behind him when the grimoire finally appears. And the great what's special about this particular grimoire, it holds these swords. And these swords are anti-magic swords. So potentially because of us normally if someone has this grimoire and holds these swords, their magic would be taken away. But since Austin doesn't have any magical ability, it doesn't affect him. He's able to use what these swords are meant to be for is meant to be like essentially a magic nullification yes yeah no it, the the swords themselves literally will nullify anything that magic creates so yes. if somebody made in this case magic chains those chains aren't like they're physical but they're magically made so it's like when also swords go to cut through them it's not like they're even hidden metal they just destroy no. the magic that made that, and the chains just start to disintegrate all around. And one of the nice yes. things that uh, you brought up earlier is Asa's training. Most mages, especially as we see like with Yuno, uh, who always had an aptitude for wind magic, even before he got yes. his grimoire, all the grimoire did was amplify that. So it's like the idea is most mages in this world will train their magic... Asta having right. zero had him train in his body. And that yes. becomes very consistent throughout is Asta always trains his body and he yes. complements his anti-magic, which is right now just a very blunt attack with a very dark sword. But because yes. of the way he's trained, he can move extremely fast and he has the ability because let's keep in mind too, the sword he has is like twice the size that he is. It's a it very large you, sword. Somebody wouldn't be able to swing around normally, but he has no issue yeah. using it. Right. So after we get the uh, grimoires, we're going into the little mini training segment, right? Between Asta and Yuno to go to the wizard uh, wizard's knights exam. That way there they can potentially yes. become magic knights, correct? That is correct. So, and, that, and a lot of that is, it's just, you're going to see Yuno using a lot of his wind magics in ways that are a little bit more refined. Now that he has his grimoire, you have Asta practicing yes. with his sword, swinging it, just basically hitting just random things. Um, yes. Getting used to that idea of it. Um, yes. Going into, though... I think it was, and let me double check, I have the uh, episode list pulled up here. Going into episode four, that's when we get to the Magic Knight's entrance exam. And that's when we get yes. to introduce to the different Magic Knight teams and all their leaders. And before I go into yes. a little synopsis of uh, that episode, Adam, who's your favorite Magic Knight leader minus the Black Bulls? Because that's too easy of an answer. You pretty much stole my... From what we know, at, what we're at from following you from... Uh, I'll say this. One with what 10, you know of the show. Who's your favorite... Of the magic, whole entire show? Yeah, who's your favorite leader minus the Black Bulls leader? I am going to have to say, just because... How chaotic he can be, and how like how just like 
his magic particularly is rather mysterious and no one really knows much about it. I'm going to have to say the leader of the Aqua Deer. Just because like his magic isn't all well known. Like it's it's rare. For, like most people have some offshoots of fire or wind or water or metal or ground, but his is special to him. He he has a grimoire, but he also uses a paintbrush and he uses uh paint and, and pictures to do his creation magic. So I'm gonna have to go with the uh the captain of the aqua deer. So real boys in order? Yes, him. I like the aqua deer guy, kid, because he's like he's more like everybody else is like really kind of like intense, but he reminds me of like his aloofness, like another character in a different anime that like I just like the fact that he's sort of like airheadedness, but still like but when he gets like but when he starts to actually fight, it, he gets intense in his fights. But again, because no one really knows his magic, what kind, what his magic can do as much. And he's the youngest uh, of the uh, squad captains. I'm going to have to go with him. Yeah, that's fair. My favorite, minus the Black Bulls leader, which I'll explain in a second, would have to be uh, Fugillian Vermilion. And he's the leader of the Crimson Knights. And honestly, I like him a lot just because of how calm but ferocious he is. And yes. there's a um, lot of good scenes down the road that he does where it's like, if I had to say there's somebody who could be the next uh, Magic King um, or Wizard King, I think it should be him if it wasn't going to be one of the main characters. Like, if there's a I will have to agree because if I'm not mistaken, he has this quote that is just after, like, the first time that the Clover Kingdom capital gets invaded. I think it's this quote, like, your weakness is okay right now. Like, it's okay to be weak right now in the state that you're in because you're beginning. But staying weak, that's, like, but staying that weak is on, like, or, like, you have no excuse to stay weak or something like, I think he does some some type of quote like that. Yeah. No, I know what quote you're talking about. It, there's a lot of good quotes from him as well as his sister down the road, um, which when we yes, get so into episodes that involve her, oh, boy, we could have a lot to talk about. Um, well, another quote that I particularly like that he, this again, Asha's, Asha's whole thing is like, he doesn't give up. Even when he knows he should give up, he doesn't give up, which is good. But there's a part in which uh, he goes to, like, he literally just hits Asha's like, no, this is not your fight anymore. Like, let me take over where you're at right now. Your body, you may want to fight, but your body cannot take anymore. Yeah. You're no good to us right now. Like, rest. You've done well. I'll take over. But going into... Which is... Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to just bring up, going into episode four... And the rest of the uh, Magic Knight captains that we're introduced to. Um, we have seven different teams. Or seven different yes. uh, sides to the Magic Knights. So. Yes. The first one that's the one that's kind of like the best squad right now. Is called the Golden Dawn. And they're led by the Magic yes. Captain uh, William Vongeance. And he uses yes. World Tree Magic. The next one is yes. the Silver Eagles, run by Nozel Silver, who uses Mercury Magic. Then you yes. get the Blue Rose team, and they're led by Charlotte Roselle, and she uses yep. Thorn Magic. Yes. We talked about the Crimson Lions uh, a little bit with Fugelian Vermilion. Then you have the mm -hmm. Green Mantis squad, and they're led by Jack yes. the Ripper. Uh, he uses a Severin magic. 
Um, yep. The Coral Peacocks, led by Dorothy Unsworth, and she uses unknown magic as far as we are in with episode 10. I like leaving yes. that one up until the uh, anime actually confirms her magic because her magic's cool. Um, then it you is. Get the, uh, I've seen her magic and like it's like like I'm at the point in which I know what her magic is and that's pretty powerful magic. Then we get introduced to the purple orca who the list I'm actually using doesn't show the current captain but even Seke brings up like he doesn't know much about the purple orca's captain. Um, yes. But down the road that captain will be changing so I'll leave that one to be yeah. determined for the time being. And we get into the yes. Aqua Deer that you were talking about with real boys of murder. And he uses yes. uh painting magic, which is very strong. Now, yes. while we're going into episode four, one funny scene I like is uh when everyone shows up and they have what's called these anti-magic birds. Yes. And what they do is the they'll find people with a low amount of magic and swarm them. So the idea is the lower your magic, the more birds are on you. And as people are talking about these birds, it's, you know, you you see like one, two, some people have like three or four around them, but Asta, Asta's being attacked by them. Yeah. And it's just the funniest thing. And then we go into the introductions. Um, Seke introduces himself to Asa, and Seke is a character and a half. Let me tell you. Yes. Well, when you first meet him, like he he seems like really helpful and really nice. Until he decides to pick Asa against like Asa as his battling partner at the very last bit, and it's like I'm just going to pick the weakest guys. Like I'm going to make into the make it as magic night and then i'm just going to kick back and relax and that's when like when you first like honestly i thought he was really nice like when you first meet him and everything like really helpful for asa until that one moment i'm like oh now i know why i don't like him well yeah no second like, that one moment seke is a good manipulator and that's what you see him do oh, in yeah. that moment is he's manipulating a situation yeah. to his benefit because we know he yes. understands what those anti-magic birds are. Him seeing Asa yes. swarmed by them, I guarantee you tipped him off that Asa doesn't have a lot of magic. And he knew Asa came from Hage, which is a village that is out in the boondocks, effectively. And yes. in this world, the more noble you are, the more magic you have. So if you are out in the rural or rural areas, you're not expected to have magic. And honestly, peasants becoming magic knights was unheard yes. of up until recent years. And yes. with Asa and Yuna being, uh, you know, being uh, orphans, the idea that they could become magic knights would have been unheard of up until about 10, 12 years ago. Um, oh, obviously, yeah. things uh, do change. And so, like, now they do have the potential, but they still have to get through this exam. So Seke manipulating Asta, making him his friend, this and that, so that when the time comes, Seke can position himself in the way to make him seem the best he is. Makes yes. sense. And as we deal with Seke in future episodes, you'll see a lot of that manipul- uh, manipulation. He tries to work situations to his benefit. Now, going oh, yeah. into the actual exam, I do think it's hilarious how they're given all these different tests. And like the first one is yeah. William Von Jens uses his world tree magic to make a bunch of brooms. And he's like, hey, magic knights at the bare minimum have to be able to fly on a broom. If you can't do yes. this, you're not worth being a magic knight. And you see a bunch of people yes. who struggle just to float. Um, you see people who are getting up into the air. And then you see, you know, just standing on the broom, yes. flying yep. around, no Still, issue. Then you get to Asta, who, I'm sorry, looks like he's constipated. He's trying yeah, so but you hard. Gotta give him cre- you've got to give him credit for trying. No, yeah, you got to give him that credit for trying. But like at the same point, like the fact that he has zero magical ability just makes it an impossible yeah. task for him. But he is trying yep. his hardest. It's like, then we go into a montage after that point. 
where you get a whole bunch of different tests. And yeah. some of them are creation magic. Some of it is how powerful your magic is, where you're supposed to use your magic ability to break through a brick wall. Um, there's there's a few different ones. And each one, the running gag is like, you'll see Seke doing it like no problem. And then you see Asta just like, in the creation one, it's like he's praying on the ground, being like, come on, create something, create something. So it's like, the whole thing is, is like this whole time, Asta isn't able to really do anything for the Magic Knights tests. And he yes. definitely is at that point where it's like, okay, if he doesn't make himself stand out, he's not going to become a Magic Knight. Now, before yes. we get to the final test, we do see the Silver Eagles captain, Nozell, uh, take a quick reprieve from the uh, watching of the tests to go and check yes. on something. And we see him approach a girl who has similar hair and clothes to Nozelle. We find yep. out in a few episodes that that was his sister. And she's about yep. to go out and try and ride the broom with the broom test and want to be a part of it to effectively be chosen for Magic Knight Squadron. And yes. I'm not going to lie, it's been a while since I've watched these early episodes. I forgot how much of a dick Nozelle was to Noel. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, because he, he was I basically also, telling like, her, like, she wasn't going to amount to much. She shouldn't be on a squad, but at the same point, her squad's already yeah. chosen for her. Yes. So, and then as we go into the final test, the final test is the most important one. It's the one that showcases mm -hmm. their battle capabilities. Yes. And they're supposed to pair up. They find their own pairs. And this is yes. where, as you're bringing up, Adam, Seke comes to Asta and he's like, hey, buddy, let's pair up. Now, what you hear in Seke's head is, I'm going to find the weakest one to make myself seem the strongest. Yep. And Which is a big mistake. Oh, it was a massive one. But at the end of the day, nobody understands what Asta was capable of. And honestly, yes. his magic, even the Magic Knights brought up, that's, that's, that's high-level magic he used. Because he creates, it's bronze creation magic. And he basically makes yes. a dome around himself with artificial yes. cannons around it. And the idea is it is the impenetrable defense with offensive capabilities. And I'm kind of curious yes. as to what would have happened had he had the chance to use it. But he had the intention to let yeah. Asta just basically struggle against the defense. And then when Asta wore himself out, he was going to attack Asta. Big mistake. Because yeah. he also told Asta well, that he was basically using Asta at that point. And he didn't care about oh, Asta. Yeah. He was just going to go all out because that's what he needed to do. Right. So he makes this big and old spell. Everything goes on. And Asta's like, all right. No holds back. Cool. I'm going to just leap at you while I'm running. I'm going to pull my big sword out. I'm just going to cut right through your magic and knock you out. And in the process, there's going to be a small shockwave and a crater in the ground where you were. Right. And um, I would like. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I would like to go ahead and point out, like, again, uh, second is really he is i will give him his credit he is semi-talented i mean later on in the series you just realize that he'll do anything to get out of work whatever but what makes him what makes Austin different from him is like as soon as Austin heard like second said like i'm just going to beat you like in his ear i'm going to beat you i'm going to get on the on a squad and i'm just going to kick my, my feet and relax and Austin's like I fought tooth and nail. Like, I train myself. I take this seriously. It's like, there's a difference between you and I. You're going to kick back while I'm going to fight and do exactly what a, what the embodiment of the Magic Knights actually, like, represent through the whole entire series. Like, he's, he's the embodiment of what a Magic Knight is. 
No, 100%. And it's just crazy because, like, everyone who watches that, like, they all expect Seke to win. Like, after Asta showing and all the other tests, nothing about Asta shows that oh, yeah. he has any magical capabilities, which he doesn't. He, just so everyone's aware, Asta has zero magic. Yeah. Um, right. So the idea is, like, even if people can sense magic, there's no magic being sensed from Asta. So it's like, going up against Seke with even... his magic spell, it was kind of given that Seke should have won. And also one KO him. And that particular scene was so good. That was the final scene of episode uh, four. And it was the first scene of episode five. So like they wanted to make sure that you knew this was important. Um, Going into episode five, Seke's out cold after he gets hit. Everyone's surprised about Asa. We get a little bit showing from some of the Magic Knight captains being like, this is what our fights can look like. And then we go back into yes. more of the uh uh attend uh more of the examinees uh doing their test. And there's one yes. noble that had his britches up so high he thought he would approach you know. And be like, oh, yeah, another big mistake. I can take you on. You don't have a partner, right? I'll be your partner. And everyone was sitting there in the background being like, man, this guy's a noble. He's going after a peasant. Like, that's not cool. That's not fair. Even if the peasant's like for a leaf, like he's just doing this for cloud effectively. Yeah. And as that battle goes on, you know, just wipes the floor with him. There's very little hesitation from you now. Yeah. Once that fight gets over, they kind of skip most of the rest of them, and we get into the Vodin segment of the Magic Knights. And the way it works is everyone who was in Examinee has the potential to be chosen as a Magic Knight. Yes. But Mm -hmm. the squad captains have to choose you. So they'll announce your name and your number... And then they'll see if any Magic Knight captains raise their hand saying they are interested in you. If one raises their hand, you join their squad. If multiple raise their hand, you get to choose the squad you want to join. And for like the first 30 or 40, there were no hands raised. It was actually a big deal when the first hand got raised for somebody. Yes. As we continue on... Um, Seke did in fact get chosen. He was picked by yes. Jack the Ripper of the Green Mantis solely because yep. I think Yami brought up how uh, Seke's uh, spell looked like it was a pill bug. And Jack the Ripper being in the Green Mantis uh, squadron, I think he yep. likes going for a theme. Yep, I think so too. Now, the next important one I want to bring up was Yuno. Because you yes. know was the only one who had all seven captains raise their hands. Yes. And so he got the choice of any squad he wanted. And he, because of the pact he has with Asta, where they are both trying to become Wizard King, you know, it's going to take the easiest path to the Wizard King he can see. And that's going to be through the Golden yep. Dawn, because they are the best squad to do. If he can make himself yes. stand out in the Golden Dawn, he has the best chance of becoming a Magic uh, Knight Captain, as well as down the road becoming yes. the Wizard King. Then we get yep. to Asta. And I love Asta. Yeah. But when his name yeah, was called, so no one raised their hands. Not a yes. single one. And at this point, you're sitting here being like, well, we're watching an anime based on this guy. Like, He's got to go somewhere, right? And even Asta, right. he kind of like, where everyone else was told, if you're not chosen, you have to leave immediately. Asta refused to leave immediately. He basically, yes, he did. in some sense, begged to be on the Magic Knights somehow. Yeah. And there was one Magic Knight that we did skip over with um, naming the captains. 
as well as in episode four, because Asa did run into him in episode four, which was hilarious, because he kind of bumped into Yami. him, and his name is Yami. Yami. And yes. when Asa bumped into him in episode four, Asa thought he was trying to take the exam, and he thought he was the same yes. age, and he's like, oh, wait, no, let me be polite. I'm so sorry. You must have had a rough night. You look way older than you actually are. Not the best thing to say to Yami. Yami almost killed him then oh. and there. Yep. But going into yeah, the end of episode five, Yami basically tells Asta the principles of the Magic Knights, and it's like, why would we want to take you? And as he comes down and lands down in front of Asta, yep. he basically tells Asta, like, there's no point in taking you unless you can stand up to my aura. And at that point, yes. Yami unleashes all of his magic energy. And it is a lot of magic energy. And it is. And Asta yeah. stands his ground and still tells Yami, no, I intend to be the Wizard King. And yep. it's shown that Yami takes it as a joke and is almost taking uh, Asta as a pity case. One thing I want to clear up is Yami doesn't take pity cases. He takes no, he does not. people with potential. And if you show him you have potential to grow and you show him you have the potential to be more, he will recruit you into the Black Bulls. He is, out of the different captains I've seen, he's the one who will go out and find those people that society will not look at and not uh, care about. Uh, yeah, uh, essentially... The Black Bulls is a, the crew of misfits. They're they're considered the worst of the worst of the squads. Uh, they're nothing but like from from what their explanation is like. They're nothing but miscreants and and just like just a bunch of weirdos, really. But I think Yami. I, I can't believe I'm going to use this reference, but I have done this all the time. I think Yami would if if I would take the Black Bulls as a Hogwarts house, he would be Hufflepuff, hands down. They would be Hufflepuff. I could see that where the Golden Dawn is like Gryffindor. I see the Black Bulls being like the Hufflepuff. I would say the Crimson Lions would be the Gryffindors. Honestly, not so much the Golden Dawn. The issue is, is we have seven squads versus. Uh, yes. four houses so it's hard to actually connect them all to hogwarts right. houses where i'm saying uh golden dawn would be akin to the gryffindors because they are currently the best uh magic knight squad currently yes okay um, all right I, okay but you're not gotcha. wrong with the crimson lions they definitely have that courage of gryffindors i would say uh if i had to try and place different ones i would say the Green Mantis and the Black Bulls are probably the Hufflepuff. Silver Eagle, oh, for sure. Blue Rose, and Purple Orca would be Ravenclaw. Oh, um, for sure. For no reason in particular, the Golden Dawn could fit into Gryffindor. They could also fit into Slytherin, as well as the Purple Orcas fitting into Slytherin. Oh, for sure. I would say the Aquadir and... Um, the Aqua Deer would probably fit into, honestly, either Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. We don't see a lot of the actual Aqua Deer squad mates. So it's hard to right. place their whole team because we haven't met a lot of them even late into uh, the uh, anime and manga. Um, I wish we would yeah. have seen more of them. Yes, same. But, um, so yeah, now with uh, Yami talking to Asta, and basically Asta standing up and saying, no, I still want to be Wizard King, even if I have to surpass you, Yami. Yami's like, yep. I like you. I'm going to take you. So from there, yep. we move on to the next episode, where Yami brings Asta and the other Black Bull member, Noel Silva, to yes. the Black Bulls. And this is where we meet the main group of the Black Bulls. So... yes. The Black Bulls of importance right now that we meet are going to be Charmy, Fenrir. We meet Goosh, mm -hmm. Gordon, and Gray. Yep. 
We yep. meet Luck and Magna, yep. which we'll talk about yep. Magna here in a minute. Um, Noelle's mm-hmm. a new member as well as Asta. We meet yep. Vanessa and then yep. the captain himself, Yamisuka Hiro, who, if I had to say yep. my favorite character in all of Black Bulls and all of Black Clover, is Yamisuka Hiro. I love his character. Yes, I will have to definitely agree with you on that one. He's definitely one of my favorites. Like, I love the fact that, like, as you said earlier, he'll take you in as long as you show potential you show potential and you're willing to like to go past your limit which is interesting that that uh chris sabbath is the one who voices uh yami in the in the english dubbing and he also voices all might in my hero academia and you're kidding i didn't know their catchphrase yes their catchphrase is almost the same for uh all might and yami is like yami is um is oh well i know that like i know that all might is go beyond while while yami's is like push past your limit like go past your limit like when you think you're not doing enough go beyond that go push yourself to be better and that honestly like each one of those each one of the black bull members does that at some point in time that like they go they surpass their limit Austin does it all the time it's like and i like seeing each one of them like when you get later down in the series see what their their like their potential past going past their full like potential my apologies Anyway, now um, one thing I like with just branching off from the uh, ten episodes with the Black Bulls, I like how we get yeah. arcs for each of the uh, characters. So like there'll be an arc where we deal with Magna and Luck, and we learn more about their characters. We get an arc that deals a lot with Vanessa. Um, we'll have arcs that deal with. Noelle and Asta are almost in every arc. They're kind of like the main characters for our Black Bulls. Charmy, we haven't had an actual arc for yet. We've had some interesting developments with her later in the anime, but we haven't had a whole arc. But, like, Grey gets a very strong arc uh, pretty soon. Um, Gordon. Gordon's an interesting one because he's so shy, and he's not really in a lot. But he goes on his own self-development arcs that are going to be in the background. Yes. Like, he'll leave to go work on his stuff and then come back to Stronger. Now, the Black Bull I'm member not- I'm not a fan of is definitely Goosh. Goush. However you want to pronounce it. Goush. Goush. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you 100%. His magic is great. It, it's, it's a sister love. His magic is amazing. It's the sister love. And even, like some of the black bull members actually comment on this a like, lot of them do it's crazy. you're great but it's like it has sister love of yours has gotta stop man like they will like the members will call them out on it all the time it's just it's unhealthy like it's okay that like i love my brother and sister to death but not that much no i'm not gonna I'm get a nosebleed over looking at a picture of my brother i'm sorry right and we all yeah, know no, what a nosebleed uh, means in anime. Oh, for sure, because we get that like right when, like when Asa is doing the tours when he sees uh, Vanessa's bra and panties, and like he gets a nosebleed, exactly like, right off from that. So we all know what it means in anime, and like I personally. If it wasn't for that character flaw of his, like, Ghost would be a very powerful uh, mage. But if it was, but yeah, that that's just unhealthy. Now with like even his sister says it. Oh yeah, no, she's not a big fan of it at all, and we will get into that. I think no, going but into the there's next a reason episode. for it too. Yeah, there, there's, there's like reason, I know there's a backstory, of but Ghost. at the same point, that like, reason doesn't make sense for his reaction. 
yeah, it's it's unhealthy. I, I will be, yeah, it's just an unhealthy kind of thing that, like, I know that anime will do this trope on a regular, like, but, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's like, that's the one problem I will have with this anime is just that alone, like, the way that goes characters written on that flaw or that, like, that personality trait. We, like, and it doesn't get any better either. Like, he doesn't, like, stop doing it, even, like, where I'm at in the, in, like, I'm at, like, in the, in the anime, it's like, they just came back from the Heart Kingdom for the first time. And I'm pretty sure they're going to go back to the Heart Kingdom at some point. But right now, yeah, no, I'm going to have to go with Yugo's just because his whole sister love thing is way too over the top. It is, and it definitely hurts his character, in my opinion. But going into oh, for sure. episode six, where we get introduced to the Black Bulls for the first time, and Magna basically mm-hmm. tells Asa, there's an initiation to the Black Bulls, and Magna yes. wants to test Asa. So we find out with Magna, he's another peasant that was accepted yep. by Yami. He comes, yeah, he, he, he comes from a village that's not too far from from Hodge. Like, okay, a little bit farther out from Hodge, but still. Now, his magic is, uh, honestly, there's nothing really special about it. He uses fire magic, but the way he uses it is really cool because he makes basically fireballs that he can throw like baseballs. Yep. And that's effectively his his power. Yep, pretty much. So, when he's taking Asta out to test Asta... He just starts chucking these fireballs at Asta. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, Asta doesn't have an issue. Like, he can still slice the fireballs, and where he slices, he destroys that magic. But the thing is, is yes. the way his ability works is he destroys the magic in that area. With fire, because it's such a primal magic as it is, destroying yes. the center of the fireball breaks the fireball, but the fire continues past that. Just yes. because it's mm-hmm. still fire. So Asta, yes. in this particular scenario, has to grow. And that's one thing I like about Asta is he continues to grow as a character. And you'll see him bring things that he's learned from the past. Even all the way, because I follow, I'm up to date on the manga. And there are times yes. where in the manga, I've seen him use this same technique. And what he does is he takes his big old sword. Instead of and using the like edge, he turns it flat. And he can redirect yep. magic. So yes. he uses it, like you said, mm-hmm. like a bat. He hits Magna's fireball and redirects it right back at Magna and just hits Magna square on. And once that yes. gets done, Magna's like, you know what? I like you. You're part of us now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we finally get Asa being kind of accepted into the Black Bulls. Um, yes. Now, we the next episode we deal with Yuno. And where the Black Bulls are the squad of misfits, the Golden oh, yeah. Dawn is primarily entirely royals. Yes. All very high magic, all very prestigious families, and all yeah. prejudice against people from lower oh. realms. 100p if like the as some i know that like like you said like like what was it like a certain amount of time ago it the your peasants and your commoners started becoming magic knights but that prejudice is still there like like you know has this incredible magical talent uh and he's got the four leaf clover grimoire, but his superiors, like, I can understand if his superior um, will look down on, upon him because he's the new recruit. That's fine. I'll, I'll accept that. But it's like, but like, just be, just judging him just because of where he comes from, not okay. No, yeah, and and you get that even from his like direct uh, the team lead that he's put under 
even with the four leaf yeah. clover, they're all like, we're, we're not going to give you special treatment like that. You're still a peasant to us. You're not going to equate to much. And yes, not going to go into a lot of details because when we go into future episodes, it will be shown. But oh, boy, oh, yeah. does he teach them a lesson or five? Oh, yeah. Just off of like the the like the next arc that we go into, like when they go into uh, the dungeon. But we're not there yet. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like here and now. So but that's an idea of what's going on with you know in episode seven he's just dealing with a lot of prejudice and we're getting to know a little bit of the golden dawn um as we get to know them more we'll definitely talk about them more but going back to the black bulls in episode eight nine and ten we deal Mm -hmm. with asa noel's first mission yes and in this mission they're sent to a village to um Deal with, if I remember correctly, it's a bunch of missing children, isn't it? Right. Uh, before we get into that, I want to, like, I want to redirect, like, Noelle uh, of her magical ability. Like, she has potential and she has talent. Like, she just doesn't know how to control it yet. And that's why she was sent to the Black Bulls. Like, she was at, she, and when she goes off, into the woods secretly like first she like she doesn't want to be part of black holes i'm royalty i'm better than you guys even if even if magna is her superior she still thinks she's better than him just because she is royalty and deep down like she has that she her family ashamed her her because she she uh she can't control her magic right now and uh, and this is another one of those things like what again yami i don't know if she, if uh her brother put her in the black bulls or yami recruited her to the black bulls i don't know if that is ever like actual told but her brother put her we into going... black bulls it is uh explained okay. later i believe but even then the magic knight's exam when he tells her her place is already decided Okay. One big thing with the Silver Eagles is almost all the Silver Eagles are Silvas. Okay. And it's a family uh, Magic Knights team, effectively. And Noelle okay. not being able to control her magic, even though she has royal magic and it's very strong, it's more of a hindrance at this point to anyone than it is help. And so they decided, well, she can't not be a Magic Knight, so we're going to put her on the worst Magic Knights team, the Black Bulls, who have negative stars. Okay. Well, you get the scene that she's, like, trying to, like, like, trying to, like, practice to control her magic, but every time she misses the target, misses the target, misses the target, Asta sees her, she freaks out, she creates this big ball of water, and like then it's like yami goes like hmm if only we had someone that was able to control like nullify this like oh wait and us like oh wait i can it's like but i don't know how to fly he just chucks him chucks him he flashes it through and what noel was thinking like what they he was going to say is like was going to ridicule her because she couldn't control like that's the complete opposite what austin does like He's like, wow, that is so cool. Like, your magic is powerful. Like, you just can't control it right now. That can always be fixed. Like, you can, like, you can improve. Like, this goes to show, like, what, uh, um, the captain of the Crimson Lines, like, in your state right you're now, right now, like, it's not your fault. You can always grow. But you staying that way, that is your fault. But yeah. Okay, now let's go on. Okay, no now worries. I had my little uh, tangent. So yeah, we get into the first mission where they're basically sent uh, out to go and deal with a bunch of missing children in a uh, village that's Ooh. off the uh, outskirts of the kingdom. Yes. And I'm just going to... Uh, know we're running short on time, so I'm just going to kind of give a quick overview. And Adam, feel free to interject as you uh, need to. No, I'll let you talk. You got free range, man. But yeah, so they go out to deal with the idea of a bunch of missing children. As they are exploring, they find out that, okay, 
these children are being taken and they're having their magic power sucked from them at a young age. Now, the thing with magic power is it's not necessarily life force, but it is to an extent part of their life force as well. And Asta realizing what's going on doesn't want anyone else to have to live the life he's been living because he's been living a life of prejudice. The fact that he's had no magic uh, at all throughout his entire life has hindered him even as a child because everyone else does everything with magic. So as they go through, they're with Magna and they're trying to take care of everything going on. And they end up uh, going into a cave where they deal with two mages. One, if I remember correctly, I could be getting my episodes mixed up too. But I do believe uh, one of them ends up absorbing a lot of the magic and basically becomes like a clay creature. Is that okay. Is that right, Adam? Or am I getting my episodes mixed up? Because that could be a I later I think mission. so, because I... No, I'm... Uh, I think so. I... Again, I only got to like episode eight, so I didn't really get into like. But I remember watching. I know that. I know essentially there's something to do with like snow magic or something like that. Yeah, you got and, you got the uh, Heath Ledger. If I remember correctly, he shows up towards the end, and he has like yeah. ice magic. And Noel is the one who kind of faces off against him. And she's kind of the one yes. to explain, like, no, there's a reason why we protect these people. You can't just kill them. You can't just take their magic power. And he yes. does end up dying at the end of the episode. Like, it's not even like... On a, his own accord. On his own accord. But it he, is... Yeah. It's important to bring this up. And I'm, I'm bringing yeah. this up, one, for the audience, but two, for you, Adam. It's important yes. to know that he did die. All right. Yes. Um, down the road, there will be things that come up that are crazy. Um, yes. But that's going to be very late game. But yeah, no, you, this will not be the last time you necessarily see him. But he did die. I, where I'm at right now, I have not seen him again. I don't. You think. won't see him again in the end of the anime. Oh, okay. Uh, remember, I am currently up to date with the manga. And in the okay. manga, stuff is happening, stuff and things. And uh -huh. Heath Ledger will make a reappearance in the most unexpected of ways. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, it basically with episodes 8, 9, and 10, it ends with the Black Bulls saving this village. And they're yes. saving the people of the village. And they end up getting the first positive stars for the Black Bulls in a long time. The fact yep. that the Black Bulls had negative stars to begin with is something that we could talk about in greater detail down the road. But <laughs> yeah. Noel and Asa yep. made a difference. And that's what the key thing is with uh, them in the Black Bulls. And yes. I know we're, gonna, we're running short on time. But yep, I just want to talk about Black Clover in general because, like I said, this is one of my favorite animes. Oh, and go even ahead. Revisiting these first few episodes, like there are so many small things I pick up on. Like I know we haven't been introduced uh, in episode one through ten to the Wizard King. However, I am yes. like ninety-five percent certain you will see the Wizard King in episode four. But he uses a weird transformation before magic. We... Yeah, because he uses, if I'm not mistaken, the Wizard King has time magic. Yes, he has time magic. Yeah. But the weird thing about him, and this is something that's been brought up by the community a lot, is when you get introduced to him, you find out he also has the ability to transform his shape. So okay. he'll transform his shape and go out and be amongst the commoners because that's the only way he can see what's going on. In yes, the I room. have seen him do this a few times. And one of the, the shapes show, yeah. he'll take is a little old lady in a purple hood. And right. in episode four, Ost is eating uh, basically like a tentacle, deep fried tentacle on a stick. I thought it was a 
snake or something like a purple snake or some type of snake or something like that. It, it was either tentacle or snake. It was, but it was like definitely slim and it curved back and forth on the stick. When you see the seller though, it's a little old lady in a hood. Yes. Now, Adam, when we're yep. done with this, if you get the time tonight or tomorrow, you should definitely watch the episodes where Julius transforms into a little lady and then go back to episode yeah. four and tell me if you think the same thing. Will do. So it's just, it's interesting because it's like I, Black Clover as a whole has a lot of twists and turns and there's a lot of situations where you're yes. expecting one thing and then something else happens and you don't expect that. And yeah, even late into Black Clover, going into the current manga, there are twists that's like me going back and watching these first bunch of episodes. I'm sitting here and I'm noticing things that have been set up in place for these twists. And yeah, these episodes came out years ago. I was watching these episodes when they were first launching. I think when I started watching Black Clover, they were only on episode... Uh, uh, episode uh, 15 or 16 and I've been watching ever since yeah. so it's really cool to see like they had been laying some of these seeds in the ground for it to grow into what it's going to grow into yeah I remember uh, like I remember having Crunchyroll like before like I started actually started paying for it like it would always come up like Black Clover ads would always come up like and I would ignore it it's like okay whatever like it kept on good. and then I remember this is like when we first like met. Like we were working in the back room. Okay. We were working in the back room and I recognized the song that you had on your playlist going like I recognize this as Kumikoda. Like one of yes. my favorite songs by her. And then you go, Well, that's from Black Clover. I'm like, I've ne like I've heard I've heard of this, but I just don't know. It's like the only reason why I knew the singer, because I knew or like I knew that song was Kumikoda. It was uh, Guess Who's Back. Yep. Or There's something like that. My favorite intro and for Black you Clover. you tell me, oh, you know, every time I now listen to that song, I just the intro like just plays it in my head yep. now every time. Like it's the one in like, and there are, there are 13 intros to this, 13 intros and outro, 13 different intros and outros, so a total of, 26 but that's all of them the fourth one which happens to get that particular one is the only one of the of the show that i did not skip everyone else i pretty much skipped just to get to the story i get that i do enjoy the uh the intros and i do like listen to them it's one of the few animes i'll listen to the intro every time but uh i'm not gonna lie guess who is back I didn't like that intro the first time I heard it. And the first few times, oh. I didn't like it. It wasn't until like five or six episodes in where I'm like, no, this is actually really good. I really mm -hmm. like this. And then when they changed it, I yeah. was upset. <laughs> yeah, the one other issue I have with it is like most animes will have a theme throughout the whole like season. Like sometimes it will be like it will be like twelve episodes. If it's like a twenty-four episode anime, they'll like they'll like at like the twelfth episode, like the thirteenth episode, they'll change. But Black Clover, their the their theme song will change like I think an average like every eight episodes or something, like, or when they finish an arc. It's typically an arc I've noticed. So frustrating. So yeah, almost like when a store like. And the arc is finished up. But yeah. But speaking of finishing arcs, I think it's about time we got to finish this episode. Don't you think, Adam? I do believe so. All right. Well, uh, Adam, how about you sign us off here? From Arizona, I will be the next Wizard King. Have a wonderful evening. And from hot and muggy Florida, I'll be the next Wizard King. Ciao. And from a broken Not down truck, we got Josh definitely saying goodbye, guys. Everyone have a good night. Have a good night, Danny. Adam, Adam, look what I found.
What'd you find, Danny? I got my own grimoire, finally. It oh. does real magic. Look at this. Whoa, that's really cool, Danny. Yeah, no, it has our logo and everything on it. You wouldn't expect this, right? I know it's just a cup, but can you do it? No, I don't think I can. You know, I think there is a way you can do it, because there's always a logo on the bottom of these, right? It says cupables. I think if you go to their website, you effectively have your own grimoire, because you can have them make you any cup you can imagine. You submit your idea, they'll send you the uh, preface. Once you give the okay, they'll get it made and sent out. The only limit to the amount of cups you can have is your imagination. I mean, where do you think I got you the Yamamushi Petal Cup? I didn't summon that with my magic. You didn't? No, I ordered that through Cupables. Oh. Again, they have a website. Cupablesaz.com Ships anywhere in the United States. And always remember, if you think you can cup it, make it a cupable. This podcast was founded by Joshua Keck and Adam Hart. Produced by Joshua Keck, Adam Hart, and Danny Steinbrecher. Edited by Joshua Keck. Music by Ari Epstein. Artwork by Kayla McClure. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash that time we started an anime podcast. On Discord at that time we started an anime podcast. And on Patreon at patreon.com slash that time we started an anime podcast.